the school is out. Which means it's time for Hot Kids. Welcome back to your favorite radio station on 101.9 Chai FM. You are listening to the Chai Kids Show for Kids by Kids. Good afternoon. It's great that we could meet again. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 12 years old. And I'm your host for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 Chai FM and listening to the Chai Kids Show. Today, I have an exciting show lined up for you. And to start off, I will be interviewing Ashton Pollard. And she is an attorney at Raid Mayer Attorneys. I also have amazing fun facts for you and a short poem by Abby Hurd. Get ready for a fire jam-packed show only on Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 12 years old. You are still listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 Chai FM. Good afternoon, how are you? Very well, thanks, and you? I'm good, thank you. How has your day been? So far, so good. Quite busy, but nice to be out of the (laughs) office and doing something different for a change. For sure. Let's begin in, what is an attorney? So, an attorney is someone who's appointed to represent or act for someone in legal matters. What is the difference between an attorney and a lawyer? So that's quite a tricky one. Lawyer is often used as sort of a generic term, um, but there is a very slight difference between an attorney and a lawyer. Um, A lawyer is normally someone who is legally trained but doesn't necessarily practice as an attorney, so they don't work at a law firm. They might work at a company and specifically give legal advice to that company, but they don't offer legal services to the public, whereas an attorney always works at a law firm or runs their own firm, and they then offer services to the public at large. Very interesting. But why is it called an attorney? So an attorney, well, the word attorney actually comes from uh, a French word originally, um, uh, which if I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, which is attorney, which is to represent someone. Um, Mm, and obviously, that's, that's the cool. purpose of an attorney, so I suppose <laughs> that's where the term comes from. <laughs> wow. Well, if someone did a crime, goes to court, and you're their attorney, would you make sure they go free even though you know they're get- guilty? That's a very tricky one. Um, I think they're very special people who deal with criminal law, and um, if that's the chosen profession, then you have to do your best as the attorney to represent your client and... Uh, it's not really whether you think they're guilty or not, and you got to just present their case as best you can and leave it up to the courts. Hmm. How many years does it take to become an attorney? So that's also not a straightforward uh, answer because there are different routes to be qualified as an attorney. Some universities offer what they call a straight LLB, which is a four-year degree, and then you only do legal subjects. Then you also get the option to do um, what they call a BA or BCom LLB, where you would do two years or three years of what they call Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Commerce subjects that have some form of legal uh, focus. And then in the last three years, you would then do another uh, set of subjects that's specifically law-related. Wow. Long process. (laughs) It can be, yeah. What is the hardest case you've ever dealt with? Huh. Getting all the secrets. 
<laughs> it's different for every person because uh, there's so many specialized fields of law these days. So I think the hardest one, and it's not specific to any field of law, is when you have a matter that's very technical in a specific field of law and you are arguing before a judge who doesn't necessarily have the same level of experience in that very specialized field. So you almost have to teach the judge as you go to explain why your argument is correct. Hmm. Wow. And what if the judge disagrees with you? If the judge disagrees with you, then there are procedures to allow you to take the matter on appeal if they make a final decision against you and your client. Um, but that's just how the legal system works. Oh, you must be able to handle anger very well. <laughs> yeah, or criticism and, and disappointment, yes, and, and then having to explain to your client why <laughs> your matter hasn't gone as you thought it would. Well, I would feel gu- very guilty. <laughs> Are there different types of attorneys? So attorney is the broad term for people who work at law firms, but obviously, as I say, there's so many specialized fields of law these days that you can have people who um, specialize in a particular field and then they will advertise themselves um, or introduce themselves as a specialist in whatever field, whether it's labor law, criminal, um, like my law firm is intellectual property. So... They're very different fields, and it's very uncommon these days to find someone who does everything. Oh. What is intellectual? So the term intellectual property uh, means something that is basically created by your mind. So it's generally an idea. It relates to things such as uh, inventions that are protected by patents. It refers to trademarks. So if you come up with a fancy logo or a slogan that you use for your business, um, then you can trademark it and protect your, your business or your idea and stop other people from using it. Very long process again. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take to get a case ready? That really depends on the case itself. Um, so if a case is very straightforward and the client comes to you with everything all ready and they've got all the documentation proving everything that they're saying, it can be very quick. Um, it might also be very quick if it's a matter that has to go to court on an urgent basis, um, in which case attorneys will literally work through the night and on weekends and so on to get documents ready within a matter of days. Um, but as I say, it just depends on which what kind of case you're dealing with. How can you make a document? How do you make a document? So, you know, uh, you mean a legal document or both? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously if you've got a client who says that there was an agreement between him and someone else and they can produce that document to you to show you that there's a written agreement that was signed, then obviously that's the document you'd use as your basis. Um but obviously the legal process requires you to submit a lot of paperwork to the court for the judge to read. Um, and so attorneys do a lot of the drafting of those documents to basically put the argument in writing for the judge to read from start to finish, as well as attaching any evidence or proof that you've got that's in a, a tangible form, i.e. whether it's uh, a written document like a contract or a photograph of something or registration papers showing that you're the owner of a car that's maybe been stolen, or that sort of thing. Wow. <laughs> and w- who makes them? Like, which type of attorney? Um, so 
all of your matters that go to court will be dealt with by attorneys who deal with litigation. Uh, so litigation is the process of going to court and arguing a matter and having a judge make a decision for you. Um, so, again, that just depends on what field of law. So I am involved in some litigation at Gerardo Mayor Attorneys, but uh, most of it is um, related to intellectual property. So when people infringe trademarks um, or break contracts that they've signed, then we go to court and try and enforce those rights. What is a prosecutor and how long does it take to get a case for them ready? <laughs> uh, so a prosecutor is uh, also a type of attorney. Basically, they are attorneys who work for the government and they will then be in charge of taking matters to court of a criminal nature. So whenever there's a criminal case, you don't have a law firm representing the victim. The victim would go to a police station and report a case and the police and the government, in, in essence, then take on that matter if they think it's worth pursuing and that there's enough evidence and they will then charge that that uh, accused individual on behalf of the victim. Okay. And how long does it take for a case to get ready for them? Uh, again, it depends whether the information is available. Um, if you are relying on witnesses, it depends whether they are willing to actually come forward and give statements, uh, whether they're prepared to appear in court um, to give verbal evidence. So it would, again, depend on the type of matter and, and what is available to the prosecutor. Wow. <laughs> How do you know if someone is lying? Oh, I don't know if anyone really knows if someone's <laughs> lying. They Except used, for the lie machine. They used to say those polygraph or lie detector tests were, were good, but there are a lot of reports these days that say that they're not as accurate as people originally thought. So it's quite tricky to tell. As an attorney, you can't really be guessing whether your client is lying to you or not. You just have to work based on what they tell you, what instructions they give you, because um, it's not your job to judge. It's your job just to represent them. Do you work with other attorneys? Yes, so I work in a firm that has various other attorneys um, of varying levels of experience and um Sometimes we work on matters together and sometimes it's just a case of sharing the load and if I've got too many things on my desk, then the next person can take something on if there's a new matter that comes in. Hmm. Why did you choose to become an attorney and not a teacher or a doctor? Um, I've always loved public speaking, debating, and uh, the English language in general. And uh, reading, there's a lot of that in becoming an attorney. So, um, yeah, it was also something that kind of ran in my family a little bit. My mother studied it, um, but she stopped uh, studying in order to get married and have kids. And my yeah, grand, you can do it. <laughs> my grand before her had also um, worked at a law firm for many, many years. And uh, unfortunately, her dad didn't believe in educating women, so she didn't get to go to university for it. Learned it all on the job and. Uh, yeah, so I suppose their stories of what they did or how they studied and whatever inspired me to look into it myself. Hmm. What if you say something, like, by mistake during the court? Um, look, I mean, everyone knows that you, at the end of the day people are people and they make mistakes. So um, if it's not a, a big one or if it's one that you don't notice maybe... Um, the courts normally wouldn't worry about it too much. 
if you do notice it, you can obviously correct yourself. Um, but you just got to go with it. And <laughs> you do prepare, obviously, beforehand. But uh, if you're arguing a matter in court, for example, you might not have prepared everything because obviously you have to work on what your opponent says while you're in court. And uh, then there is definitely an element of thinking on your feet. Wow. Can you represent yourself if you did a crime? Yes, you can. Um, you can represent yourself for criminal matters or civil matters. Um, you don't even need to be an attorney in order to do that. By law, you're entitled to represent yourself if you want to. Um, it's not recommended because obviously <laughs> certain um, matters, whether they're criminal or civil, there are certain arguments, legal arguments, that uh, you wouldn't necessarily know about unless you are an attorney. Um, but as I say, the right is there if you ever want to represent yourself. <laughs> How many judges are there in a court? So normally you, you're dealing with one judge. Um, in the high court, if you take a matter on appeal to a full bench, it's three judges. And then in the Supreme Court of Appeal, if you have a full bench there, it's five judges. So... Wow. And they all have to. Them. Yeah, <laughs> you have to convince as many of them as possible that you're correct and that they side with you. Wow. <laughs> How many witnesses should there be in court? So some matters you don't have witnesses at all. Um, there are matters called applications, which are done completely on paper. So you write your argument down for the judge. You submit papers. The other side will then write their side of the story down on paper. Also submit it. The judge reads it, and on the day of the hearing, the um, attorneys and the advocates will go to court if it's a high court matter, and the advocates will argue in front of the judge. But at the end of the day, there are no witnesses actually necessary. Nobody gives verbal evidence in court unless the court specifically requests it. Now, what is an alibi? <laughs> so an alibi is basically a claim or a piece of evidence that you have to show that you were uh, basically not capable of having committed uh, an act, which is normally a criminal allegation if they say, you know, you stole so-and-so's car on Monday morning at 10 o'clock and you can actually say, no, well, actually I was at school and my friends and my teacher and everybody will... Uh, confirm that I was there so I couldn't possibly have been in two places at once then that's your alibi and it's it's proof and evidence that essentially gets you off the hook wow well on that alibi let's take a quick song break and we will be right back so keep listening you're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM my name is Renelle Silverstone and I'm your host for today before we carry on with our interview, I have a poem called You Should Know Abby by Abby Hurd. It goes like this. I don't know how to say this, but I thank you very much for always being there for me, your gentle, friendly touch. Thank you. You helped me to get better and stop what I regret. You, sh you helped me through the hard times that I can't forget. Thank you. You listened to my problems in a kind and caring way. And without you, I may not be smiling today. Thank you. I trust you with my secrets that no one has been told. I trust you with my feelings, and I'll remember your words until I'm gray and old. Thank you. What is the difference between an attorney and an advocate? 
So an attorney, as I said before, are the people who work at law firms. And uh, if you had a legal issue, you would go to an attorney um, at a law firm, whether it's a small one that they run themselves or a bigger one where there are lots of attorneys working together, and they would then assist you as far as possible. If it's necessary for your matter to go to court, particularly the High Court or the Supreme Court of Appeal or Constitutional Court, then you need to look for the assistance of an advocate who is also a legal professional, but they don't interact with clients directly. They um, only interact with attorneys, really, and they might consult with a client, but always with the attorney present. And the advocates are the ones who actually will argue a matter before a judge in court. Do you have to know all the laws in order to be an attorney? <laughs> no, luckily not. Otherwise, I think my head would be enormous because mm, you have to remember yeah, a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, luckily you don't have to remember all of them. Um, they also there's so many laws, and uh, they always bring Which out new ones. Should be following, or they're changing them, <laughs> or they yeah. So they're, they're far too many to know um, all of them. But that's one of the reasons that there are so many specialized fields of law now. Um, because there are a so number of pieces of, of law and leg- legislation that apply to uh, one particular field and a whole bunch of others that apply to a different field. So luckily you just need to know the basics and then when you need to, you can go and look up the, the more specific points as and when you need to. Well, we should all follow the law so we don't need lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite law and why? So I love contracts. Um, as I said earlier, I love the English language, so I enjoy contracts the, and, and drafting them, making sure that they are clear and easy to understand by everyone involved, uh, also making sure that there's no misinterpretation so that it's clear who's supposed to do what and when, and um, the, the easier it is for people to understand their obligations with one another um, the less chance you have of a matter becoming um, contested and having to go to court and having a judge decide on it, which obviously is a long process and it costs money unnecessarily. So if everyone's on the same page from the beginning, then it all works out fine. <laughs> Why do people break the law? That is a very good question. <laughs> um, I think there are probably a, a lot of reasons. Um, some people might not know a law exists. Um, Unfortunately, that's not a (laughs) defense. So you can't say that because you didn't know it doesn't apply to you. Um, Some people maybe think that they just won't get caught. Um, Some people maybe are in a desperate situation and they feel like that's their only option. Um, Unfortunately, as I say, none of these are defenses. It's just... Maybe the Reason. the reasoning that they or the logic that they tell themselves at the time to try and justify it. <laughs> Which law is mostly broken in South Africa? So I had a look to see if there were any specific statistics on that, and uh, it doesn't look like there are, at least not that I could find. But um, I am guessing that the most commonly broken laws are. Um, traffic laws or road laws uh, laws so you know people who don't come to complete stop at a stop street for example um, people who change lanes over a solid white line instead of waiting for a dotted line um, people who overtake exactly so things that a lot of people think are are simple laws or rules 
And, uh, yeah, they think because it's simple <laughs> that, that it maybe doesn't have to be complied with all the time. Well, but if I'm doing that, you can make an accident and it won't be so simple anymore. Exactly. What is your biggest achievement? To be honest, um, I think being admitted as an attorney at all um, is probably my biggest achievement just because it takes so long to get to that point. You know, it's a lot of studying. It's a lot of hours. Um, it's commitment and dedication to something for several years consistently. And then to get to that point where um, you basically are getting your peers and your superiors to acknowledge that you are now one of them and you are at you know, the same level of being able to represent people and argue legal matters. It's quite an achievement. Wow. Where do you get your experience? So as an attorney, you obviously finish your degree at whatever um, university or college you you choose to go to, and then you have to apply to a law firm to offer you what they call articles um, of clerkship. It's basically an internship that you do, and during uh, your time there as, as a candidate attorney, um, they try and teach you as much as they can, and uh, if they are able to, they will often offer you a permanent position afterwards, but at the same time you have to write what they call board exams, so there are four very specific exams that candidate attorneys have to write, and you have to pass all four of them in order to then apply later on to a court to say, I've done all the exams, I've passed everything, I've done my internship, they can't teach me anymore, please let me let me be an attorney. <laughs> what happens if, sorry, what is a verdict and what happens if I'm a prisoner and I feel that my verdict is misjudged, what can I do? So verdict is a decision that's taken. So normally you'd refer to a verdict um, being the decision that a judge has taken um, against you, whether in a criminal matter or a, a civil matter, which are things like contracts and so on. Um, and if you were in prison and you, you felt that your your prison sentence or the fact that you were found guilty at all um, was mis, uh, misjudged, you can take the matter on appeal, which is basically where they allow you to argue it again. Um, you're not actually allowed to bring in any new evidence, but you can then try and argue it before a, a new person and see whether they might come to a different conclusion. What are course cases opened to anyone? Generally, yes. So if you were to go to a, a court, whether it's a magistrate's court or a high court, um, in the middle of the day, you could walk into just about any courtroom that has proceedings on and you can sit in the back and listen to what's happening. Um, there are certain instances, um, normally, <coughs> excuse me, involving uh, little children where the court might say that because the children are very small, that um, it's not open to the public because they don't want any interference or the children to be intimidated or for the identity of the child to be known um, as they may not be able to protect themselves or look after themselves. Keeps all the records of the cases. So attorneys always have copies of any documents that they submit to court. So attorneys always have a record of their own. Um, and then obviously the documents that are submitted to court are kept by the court as well. Um, so the court keeps them for a long time. And you can also go and fetch court records if a matter has um, been finalized. They do keep them for several years. <laughs> 
So it just depends on finding the right room where they've archived everything. Hmm. Can an attorney become a judge? It is possible for an attorney to become a judge if they want to. Um, Normally, because there's so many legal matters going on all the time, there sometimes aren't always enough judges available to hear the matters. And so then you get a bit of a backlog with lots of people wanting the matter to be heard and not enough judges to listen to them. Um, And then attorneys can be asked to come and be what they call an acting judge. So you're not a judge yet, but you come and you fulfill the position of a judge for a a particular period of time. Um, And then if you want to, you can also... Uh, nominate yourself or be nominated by someone else um, to become a judge um, if they or when they decide to appoint new judges and then it's actually the the um, judicial services commission and uh, the president who do a whole process of interviewing people making sure you that you're appropriately qualified etc and they can then appoint you as a judge wow if you could be anything in the whole entire world and i mean the whole entire world even an alien what would it be oh well probably a professional shopper i can spend someone else's money (laughs) a good answer (laughs) and what if you could change a law in the whole entire world which one would it be and why yo now you're making me think that's the point (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think probably I would look at changing some of the laws around children and maintenance. Um, There are a lot of children who get left without very much financial support when one or both parents decides that they don't want to be parents anymore. Um, So I think that would probably be something I'd look at changing or reinforcing or making the, the... the judgments more strict because I think it's important that people take responsibility for their children. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much to my guest Ashton Pollard for teaching us what an attorney is. Thank you to my producer Senna and DJ Flo for pushing the big great buttons. And thank you most of all to my high kids for listening to the high kids show for kids by kids. Join us Next week, Monday, with amazing guests, stories, fun facts, and even more fun till we meet again right here, 101.9 High FM. Goodbye, kids. Have a super-duper week.